Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary's latest book is The Customer Conundrum, Nine Crucial Steps for Winning Customers and Outsmarting Your Competition. He's also the author of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK in Hartford. Great to have you along for the ride today. We've got a great show. Uh, it is a long show, so we're going to uh, to jump in here and, and get started. So don't touch the dial. It's going to be a great show. Whether you're a business owner or whether you uh, are an individual uh, who's an employee looking to uh, advance your career or something like that, this, uh, this show is going to be a great one for you. Our guest today is all the way from Switzerland. She's actually not physically here. We did a recording with her, but she lives in, uh, in actually the French uh, area, the Lausanne area of Switzerland. Her name is Sarah Santa Croce. And Sarah and I have known each other for quite a while uh, and have worked together on a couple of different projects. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about building your personal brand. So whether you're a business owner or whether you're someone looking to grow your career, this is a show you'll want to listen to. Uh, Sarah is uh, is a really interesting uh, lady. She has her own business and she helps small business owners optimize their online presence so they can stop chasing clients and have people find them. She's also a LinkedIn specialist, and, uh, and she helps people convert uh, their presence into paying customers. And she, she works mostly with solopreneurs, coaches, and small businesses. But as I said, the show today is also going to apply to individuals who are looking to grow their careers and, and get noticed in the marketplace. Now, Sarah is great on both the strategy and the technical part of things. But what she really enjoys most is the consulting role that she gets to play with her clients as she guides them through all the options that are available to them uh, with social media and online marketing. But her clients really like working with her because she's structured, she's focused, and she's really results-oriented. Uh, I know in the work that I've done with her, she's you know laid things out and said, here's what we're going to do, here's the results we're going to produce, and, uh, and that's the way she, she is. And she's just a, a really authentic, really, really nice person. Uh, Sarah's a 30-something, getting closer to being a 40-something. Uh, as I said, she's a, she lives in Switzerland. She's a Swiss national. Uh, she actually grew up in the German part of Switzerland, and she now lives with her family in the French part of Switzerland. And it's interesting because uh, she's married. She has a couple of uh, uh, kids, two boys, ages 9 and 12. Uh, at home, they speak English. When she's talking to her parents, she speaks Swiss German. When she goes to the grocery store, she speaks French. Uh, so she's multilingual, which I guess you pretty much have to be if you're going to live in that part of the world. Anyway, as I said, today's show is going to be about building your personal brand. So without further ado, let's introduce uh, Sarah and jump into the first segment of our show. 
Our guest today is Sarah Santa Croce. I hope I pronounced that right, Sarah. Uh, you did. Uh, it's interesting because I have another friend uh, here in the States uh, whose, whose last name is spelled just like yours, but she pronounces, pronounces it Santa Cruz. Uh, so I guess it must have been uh, become Americanized or something because you know uh, uh, Santa Croce sounds very much more Italian. <laughs> it does, yeah. So anyway, Sarah is a, is a dear friend. Uh, I was trying to think, Sarah. I think you and I have known each other for probably a couple of years now. Uh, we At can, least, uh, yeah. we, we connected on LinkedIn and we've worked together. Uh, Sarah has helped me with, uh, you know, with my LinkedIn profile and uh, and some other stuff uh, as far as really getting into the topic of what we're going to be talking about today, which is uh, which is personal branding. So, uh, you know, I can give a, a testimony to uh, to Sarah that she really does know what she's talking about when it comes to to personal branding because I've experienced it uh, myself. So, with, with that, uh, just so that people. People uh, in the audience are kind of aware. I actually went out online and, and Googled personal branding, and the definition that I came up with is that personal branding is the practice of people marketing themselves and their careers as brands. While previous self-help management techniques were really focused on self-improvement, uh, the personal branding concept suggests instead that success comes from self-packaging, which is interesting to me. Uh, personal branding is essentially the ongoing process of establishing a prescribed image or impression in the mind of others about an individual group or organization. So I guess maybe starting off, Sarah, does that, does that definition resonate with you and, and what it is that you do with your clients yeah definitely I think it's a it's a great uh, definition um, I especially like you know that they also included uh, the the career aspect because we often you know you and I are both in the entrepreneur kind of um, area and and often we think all oh, personal branding is just for people who own their business but uh, clearly here in this description, it also includes their careers as brands. And so that's what I, um, you know, struggle with sometimes with clients to make them understand that even if they are already employed, if they're working at a company, they still need to focus on building their personal brand. Okay, and and with that in mind, and I think that's an interesting distinction that you make there, is that a lot of people think that branding is for for companies or for their businesses, but how do you, when you're working with uh, with people, say an entrepreneur who owns a business, how do you distinguish uh, how much of the brand of the business is the business and how much of the brand is really the person who owns the business? <laughs> that's that's a good question, and I think. The longer, the more it's, you know, the human is really the center of attention. You know, it used to be different, but nowadays people just do business with people. And so the work that I do has mostly to do with the people. So I spend really time on that personal brand. Of course, there's still such a thing as company branding, but that that's really the case if you have, you know, a bigger size company. But if you have a small business, um, you know, even up to 50 uh, people, uh, employees, if, if essentially the person, uh, people still want to do business with you. They know you, they know Gary, they don't uh, know the, necessarily know the name of your company. So I think the personal aspect today is very important. 
You know, one of the things that I have struggled with over the years is, uh, <clears throat> you know, is creating a personal brand for myself because uh, with a name like Gary Smith, it's an extremely common name. There's millions of people out there who share that name. And so, <clears throat> you know, is it possible for me to create a brand with my name that really at the same time allows me to differentiate myself from other people, you know, versus, you know, should I focus more of the brand on my business uh, because my business is unique and there's nobody out there who has the same name that I have. Uh, and mm-hmm. so that, that gets to be, that's an, an interesting thing. But as we jump into our conversation here, you know, let's, let's start with the real basics. What are, what are some of the reasons that people should be concerned about building a personal brand? And is it something that really is, is necessary in today's world? I think so. I really believe so. Um, especially in this, you know, economic economic situation today, um, where you know job cycles are much shorter. Uh, people change jobs more frequently. There's not really this you know job security anymore. You know, our parents they used to stay at the same job for you know, almost you know all their life. This is not the case anymore. Um, so that's one reason is that you need to invest in yourself in in you know, in this security that you don't necessarily have from an employer. But if you do build your brand, that will establish you as someone who really, you know, has knowledge and is is respected in the industry. And that will either guarantee you or at least, you know, increase your chances of getting a, another job if you do get laid off from, from a previous company. Or if we're taking the entrepreneurial side, that will you know, kind of give you credibility in your industry. And, you know, if that means that you uh, you have a company that could mean more clients, more referrals, et cetera. So mainly there's these two reasons. It's either, you know, future uh, success, future opportunities, either from the entrepreneurial side or the, the, the job side. Okay. So then uh, from a from a practical perspective, you know, what does the, what does a personal brand look like? You know, when somebody works with you, uh, you know, and they come in and maybe they're an employee of a company and up to this point, their definition of a personal brand is, well, I I have a resume when they're when they're done working with you. How does that how does that image? How does that approach change? Well, again, it depends whether they own a business and then that is quite complex because what it means to me um, to have a strong personal brand is really have an aligned communication on every level. So that means the online level, but also the offline level. And those two worlds really need to, you know, reflect each other. You can't be Gary Smith in real life. And then all of a sudden you're a completely different Gary Smith online on your website, et cetera. So for for business owners, it really you know has to have this impression of okay, I get it. You know, Sarah's LinkedIn profile is like that. Sarah's website reflects what she has on her LinkedIn profile. The Facebook page also looks aligned. Um, so it's you know using the same colors, using the same tone, using the same voice, that kind of thing. If you're doing personal branding in terms of you know as being a, a, a employed, well, it it's it's the same thing, but maybe not as broad. So you would probably just start working on your LinkedIn profile. Uh, you don't necessarily have to have a website. 
Okay. Okay. All right. So it's <clears throat> it's in addition to uh, you know maybe you don't if you're uh, an individual looking to be employed whether you're you know whether you're kind of um, I guess either like you were saying one of two situations either trying to posture yourself so that in the event that you need to find another job you can. Or on the other side, uh, you know, wanting to be able to grow your career, then what you're saying is, is that in addition to your resume, then you need to have some sort of an online presence, a LinkedIn profile or something like that. Uh, and then does that LinkedIn profile become part of your brand as far as uh, going out then and using that LinkedIn profile to develop relationships and search out other people? Is that kind of the pathway that you put people on? Yeah, exactly. The profile alone is not creating a personal brand, of course. Um, it, it's, you know, developing the network, but then also developing your um, your presence and, 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 you know, kind of making sure that people understand your point of view. Um, more and more, you know, there's, as we know, there's followers and there's leaders. Well, companies... Today, they're looking for leaders. They're looking for people with opinions. And so a personal brand to me also is uh, someone who expresses their opinions and has these strong opinions about their industry or their sector. And so it's not just a LinkedIn profile, but then being active, for example, in LinkedIn groups and sharing their expertise or, or publishing via LinkedIn and, and things like that. Okay. Yeah. The other thing that you touched on too that I think is really important is the whole um, the whole thing of congruence. That there has to be that congruence with who with who you are, uh, and and then that needs to kind of you know there needs to be that common theme across all of the various things where it's you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, your resume, you know, whatever it is, you know, people have to be able to look and kind of see the same individual because if not, that that lack of congruence can be very confusing to people. Yeah, it's true. And, and I get um, a lot of clients who come to me and say, well, I have two different activities. So what do I do with that? You know, I'm a, I'm a coach. Uh, you know, during off off uh, work hours, and I also have a day job where I'm a I don't know a financial consultant. So how do I bring these two together? And, and it is a challenge, and it happens much more often than we think. And so I kind of need to, you know, teach them how to then present this on LinkedIn because the first reaction they have is, oh, I just create two LinkedIn profiles. But that's even more confusing to people when they find, you know to Sarah Santa Croce's and they're like, oh, hold on, once she's a coach and once she's a financial analyst, so that doesn't yeah, make we'll, sense. Will so. we'll the real Sarah, Sarah Santa Croce please stand up? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it and it and it really can be a challenge because you know on the one hand there are people like you and me who do things who do different things. I mean, I'm a you know I'm a consultant, I'm a coach, I'm a writer, I'm a speaker, so I have all of these different things that I do, and yet we're battling against a marketing world that says that you need to be very very focused in what you do, that people out there are looking for people who are specialists. And so you have to get rid of your shotgun and get the, you know, the sniper rifle with the laser scope and really begin defining your target market. So I imagine that can be a real challenge when you, when you're trying to create a brand for yourself, but you're trying to create a brand out of multiple things that you do. Yeah, no, it's true. It's, 
uh, on LinkedIn, what's what's important is that you need to understand who the target audience is on LinkedIn. And so that's what your brand on LinkedIn should focus on. So let's say, you know, you're, you're a cook during daytime, um, but you're trying to build this, uh, you know, consulting business for um, yeah, financial uh, analysts. Um, well, you're not going to focus on the cooking part on LinkedIn because obviously there's, you know, not a big presence of cooks on LinkedIn. So that's why uh, when I work with clients, we always try to analyze, okay, where, where should you focus on? Because if you take the audience of LinkedIn, you know, what responds best to, to them? And so that's kind of how you, you know, shuffle things around. Are, are there different um, social media platforms that people should be looking at uh, in creating a brand? And, and are those, are there some areas that those platforms work better? Because like you're saying, if, you know, if you're a cook, I mean, perhaps if you're a world-class chef, then LinkedIn is a place for you to be. But if you're a cook and you're really trying to develop a financial consulting business, the financial consulting business is going to fit well with LinkedIn. But if you are that cook, you know, uh, maybe LinkedIn isn't a good fit, but are there other social media platforms that you should be considering? So are there things like that that you need to consider about which platform is going to serve you best depending on the skill set that you have and what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You need, really need to analyze your target audience and then understand the target audience of each of those social media platforms. So obviously we all know about Facebook. Uh, Facebook is more for your daily life. So if you're uh, helping people with anything that has to do with their daily life, so, um, you know, let's say you're a travel agent or you're a uh, owner of a jewelry store anything that has to do with leisure or 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 um yeah your your daily life people's daily life then you're much better off promoting yourself on facebook okay and then there's twitter uh and then there's instagram so you're you're talking about the chef well what does a chef do he cooks and so you know what do we see at restaurants? We see nice pictures of, of these meals, right? The, the, it's, it's something visual. So obviously a chef is going to be much better off presenting his you know, masterpieces on, on, on Instagram, for example, because it's visual. Or LinkedIn is, is very much boring in a way because you know, it's more service-oriented, not product-oriented. Okay. Super. Well, we're talking with uh, Sarah Santa Croce on personal branding. We're going to take a quick break here, and uh, and when we come back, we're going to start to get into some of the details of creating a personal brand. So stay with us. Don't touch that radio dial. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Daniel Fazina, and I would like to invite you to join me on Divine Intervention, the interview show that features intriguing people who've experienced the hand of God in amazing ways. Sundays at 4 p.m. right here on WSDK. I believe in miracles. I've owned this company for a long time. I love what I do, but things keep getting more and more challenging. Taxes, the economy, global competition, they're coming together in a way that may put me out of business. If I don't find a better, more cost-effective way of doing things. You want a better future for you and your loved ones. You feel that you have what it takes, but you just don't know where to start. I can help. My name is Gary Smith. 
I come alongside you to help you design a plan for your amazing future. Then I mentor you through the implementation process until you're well on your way to achieving your goals. Don't wait another second. Call me now at 203-599-1467 or email me at gary at for a free, no-obligation consultation. Bright skies and pleasant temps through the afternoon across the Connecticut Valley. Gusty winds heralding the approach of a frontal system, mid to upper 70s. Mostly clear, diminishing wind, cooler tonight, upper 40s. Sunshine for tomorrow, back up to the low and mid-70s. Cloudiness developing Monday ahead of a front that might yield a shower, mainly late day or evening, near 70. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. Life-changing radio, 1550 AM. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show, where we're talking with Sarah Santa Croce from Switzerland uh, about building your personal brand. And just a note there, Sarah does work with people all around the world. That's one of the neat things about the computer technology and Skype and, and those sorts of things, which really makes it very, very easy to tap into talent around the globe. Um, when we were talking with Sarah, you know, the, the couple of things that jumped out at me there was one was your business is you. If you own a business, especially if you're a small business owner, uh, your business is really you. People are going to do business with your company more because of you than anything else. And so building that personal brand and letting know people who you are and what your core values are, what you stand for, how you differentiate yourself in the marketplace becomes very, very important. And the second thing is, is the whole concept of congruence. Uh, when you have a resume and you're on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and things like that, uh, is there a congruence there so that if people were to look at your profiles and look at the things that you're saying and commenting on, would they see you as being the same person? Does, you know, do all three of those things together uh, kind of come together and tell a story about you? And that really gets back to the whole concept of what I call authenticity. We all have to be authentic. We have to be transparent in who we are uh, because ultimately that's what we bring to the marketplace. You know, the, the, you know, the kind of the law of authenticity says the main thing that you bring to your marketplace that nobody else can is you. And so being authentic and letting people know who you are and what you stand for, I think, is is really, really important. With that, like I said, we've got a really, really uh, full show today. So we're going to jump right back into our conversation with Sarah and uh, do part two. Okay, we're back with Sarah Santa Croce. We're talking about building a, a personal brand, and we've been talking about the various venues of LinkedIn and Facebook and, and the need for congruence uh, across all of the different platforms that you use so that people see not just in the words and the things that you do, but like you were saying, Sarah, you know, the color schemes are the color schemes between your LinkedIn page and your Facebook page. And if you have a website, you know, are they easily recognizable so that, you know, if they look at Sarah's LinkedIn profile and then go to her website, they're not saying, am I at the right place? Is this really Sarah? It's like, nah, this has got to be Sarah because it looks and it feels like Sarah. Uh, so those things are, are really important. Um, and, uh, you know, and we were also talking about the whole concept of really identifying that target market and what target markets exist on the various social media platforms and what is it that they're looking for and how do you properly present yourself. So with that in mind, let's, let's talk a little bit about what, what the process is for creating a personal brand. Uh, you know, kind of what are the key steps? So you're, you know, I come to you and say, Sarah, I really want to brand myself. I'm a brand new entrepreneur. I'm trying to become a consultant, uh, please help me do that. What are the steps that you're going to start to take me through in the, in the process of building my brand? Mm -hmm. um, 
I just like to uh, come back to the what you said previously. You talked about you know the the colors and and and, and the, the alignment and everything, um, and that also you know has to do with the, the 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 question now. Yes, it has to be aligned. You know, all this online presence needs to be aligned, but let's not forget the offline assets either. You know, it's not because now we have the internet that we can just completely forget about, you know, for example, business cards or speaking engagements or, you know, just your general personal appearance. You know, people still meet you uh, in networking events. And so if your website, you know, you have this picture up and you're like really professional looking, you have, I don't know, you're, you're in a suit and tie, and then you go to networking events in jeans and a, you know, a ripped t-shirt, well, that's not aligned either. So let's not forget that the, the online uh, presence also needs to reflect your offline uh, presence. So, um, to, to come back to your uh, next question is, well, how do you get started? I think the first thing um, would definitely be well, two, two things, maybe uh, the business card, and it needs to be a professional looking business card, okay? Some, uh, you know, cheap uh, business card from Vistaprint or is that, I think that's the, the name, right? The yes. Vistaprint with their cheap <laughs> uh, business cards. You know, it's it's a nice starting point but at least if you do that don't have the vista print logo on the back at least you know spend a little bit more money and get the, the, the you know the your branded version not their branded version uh, i would say invest in your business card and get a nice um you know designed business card for your business because People still like those business cards. I don't. I, I don't even collect them anymore because I, I work so much on LinkedIn that, you know, the minute somebody gives me their business card, I just connect with them on LinkedIn. But it's the very first impression people get from your business. And so it's worth, even though if it goes in the garbage right away, it's worth investing a little bit of money in it and have that um, nice business card that aligns with your website. Well, the second thing would be, it's a tough one. Either you start with your LinkedIn profile because that's free, so you could start with that. But the the main objective of the LinkedIn profile is yes, to have a presence on LinkedIn, but it's also to drive traffic to your website because people um, still want to find out about your services. You know, if they are going to inquire to work with you, they need to find out a little bit more about your services and. How do they do that? Well, they come to your website. So it's kind of like the chicken and the egg. Which one do you have first, the LinkedIn profile or the website? So um, if you have, you know, not invested yet in a in a website, maybe start with the LinkedIn profile. But eventually, you will have to have a website. That's very clear. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's important because, uh, and you and I have talked about this before as we have worked together in the past, and it's like really, uh, if you're an entrepreneur and you're going to have your own business, your website really becomes kind of the central hub uh, of everything that you do, and then all of your social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, all of those things are pointing back to 
your website because you want your website to kind of be the main collector uh, that people are going to come through where they can really get enough information about you to, uh, you know, the LinkedIn may be the teaser to say, you know, hey, Sarah, it looks like Sarah is sort of aligned with what I'm trying to do. Let me go check out her website. And it's her website that grabs me and says, I really need to pick up the phone or I really need to click that contact button and learn more about who she is and what she does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's and it's funny because people always ask me, well, you know, what's the return on investment on, on LinkedIn? You know, do you really get clients out of LinkedIn? And it's tough to say because of what you just said. They might have seen me first on LinkedIn, but then they always go over to the website. That's just that's just how we function today. We want to go see the website. And so eventually if they do contact you or me or whoever, we don't know anymore whether this contact has been first on LinkedIn or first on my website. And you know what? It doesn't really matter as long as they turn into a paying client. We don't really care. Right. And and the other thing that uh, that I have commented to people on is that you, when it, especially with something like LinkedIn, um, you will get out of LinkedIn what you put into it. Um, you know, if you if you look at it from the standpoint, I mean, uh, one of the big job search sites here in the United States is a place called Career Builder, and you go and you post your resume out there, and then you can go and apply for jobs. Uh, but they send you statistics periodically, as saying, "Well, here's how many people have viewed your resume," and and that sort of thing. If your attitude is that I'm going to go and I'm going to create the LinkedIn page, and you can have the best fanciest, you know, most presentable, beautiful LinkedIn page possible. But if you think that you're going to just throw stuff up there and that people are going to come flocking to your door saying, you know, do business with me, you're sadly mistaken. You know, that you're, you know, you need to be, as you were saying, you need to be part of groups. Um, you need to be participating in groups, not only to show and begin to establish the expertise that you have at what you do, but from those groups, people will reach out to you and start building relationships. And the other one is for paid subscribers to LinkedIn. You know, the advanced search features, uh, as you have taught me, uh, are really, really strong. And you can go out and you can actually start looking at, you know, okay, if I'm, you know, if I'm a manufacturing consultant, who are the manufacturing companies in my area who are on LinkedIn and who are those people and begin to reach out, not necessarily with here's who I am, here's what I do, do business with me. But just begin building a relationship. Hey, we're connected on LinkedIn. I'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you and begin building the relationship and see see where that goes. So it's just like anything else. If you know, if you have your resume and you're going out looking for a job, you know, you have to be willing to go out and knock on doors. And it's the same type of thing with LinkedIn. You have to be knocking on those virtual doors if you expect to get results. Yeah, and it's just like the website. Just because you build a website doesn't mean you're going to get clients. You know, you still have to, you know, publish content, blog, share this on social media. So you create these this traffic that then comes to your website. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, very, yeah. very true. Very true. Mm -hmm. So, what are some of the other things? You know, we talk about you know uh, you know about a website, about having a LinkedIn profile. Uh, what are the, some of the other things that we need to be considering in the development of our personal brand? I think I think what I skipped. I went right into the online presence, but what I skipped is is the actual reflection, the kind of introspection, what the work you have to do up front. You can't just go out there and you know throw things together on your LinkedIn profile. So you really need to think about you know who you are and what it is 
that you're trying to sell, what is your unique selling proposition, um, your values, you know, as it, since we're talking personal branding, it, it, people are interested in your values, uh, your personality traits, what makes you different. Because obviously, you know, you, Gary Smith, there's millions of other Gary Smiths, but what makes you unique? Why would people want to work with you? Same for me. I'm in, you know, social media online presence. Well, there's millions of those people, right? So what makes me different in, in that just kind of thinking about that and putting that down on paper takes a lot of work and it's not easy, but I think it's it's an essential step of personal branding because the, only if you do that work, you can then, you know, think, okay, this is who I am, but this is where I want to be. That's how I want to be perceived. And that's my, you know, ideal um, career ending. And that's what I you know want to become. If you don't do the work before, about who you are, it's going to be a very flaky personal brand. Yeah, so it's really kind of focusing in, I guess, and saying, okay, what's my purpose? What's my end game? All right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to create a LinkedIn profile, or I'm going to, even as simple as saying, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to create a resume uh, for myself. You know, what's the end game? What am I trying to accomplish here? And maybe mm -hmm. that helps us then get to the point of saying, okay, uh, if I'm sort of looking into the future and saying, here's what I really want to be about, here's what I'm striving for, um, then that drives maybe a next logical step, which is sort of a gap analysis to say, okay, what are the gaps between where I am and where I need to be? How am I going to fill those? You know, what is the target market and what is it that they need to see and hear from me? And how do I begin developing that sort of content and that uh, that they can that they can see that will begin begin to help them recognize me as as someone who's an up-and-comer or a subject matter expert in this area. Exactly. And then do some benchmarking. You know, look at other people that you admire, brands that you admire, personal brands, uh, and, and see, you know, what it is that you like about their brand, why they inspire you. And so I'm not saying copy them, but get inspired and see what they're doing and why they're doing it well, and that's how you can put in place your own personal brand. Super. Well, we're talking with Sarah Santa Croce on personal branding, and we've been talking about some of the some of the key steps that we need to uh, to take. We're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back with our final segment. More than 7.7 million American teenagers participate in high school sports every year, including about 111,000 here in Connecticut. They're all learning essential life lessons, like the importance of hard work, time management, and self discipline. Skills that are helping them become better leaders and more active, responsible citizens. This message presented by the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference and the Connecticut Association of Athletic Directors. My organization asked me to find a speaker for one of our major events. I didn't know where to turn until a friend recommended that I contact Gary Smith. Gary was easy to work with and affordable. He designed and delivered an amazing program that met all of our needs. This is Gary Smith. If you're looking for a speaker who will entertain, educate, and inform your audience, call me at 203-599-1467 to discuss your specific requirements. I speak on a wide range of business, personal development, and spiritual topics, and I'll create a program that is guaranteed to please. Again, I'm Gary Smith, and I look forward to your call, 203-599-1467. 
Winds pick up this afternoon as the front approaches the Connecticut Valley, mid to upper 70s and then down to the upper 40s tonight with diminishing winds under mostly clear skies. A pleasant day coming up tomorrow with a lot of sunshine around low to mid 70s. Clouds return Monday as the front approaches, maybe a late day or evening shower near 70. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. Life-changing radio, WSDK. Okay, welcome back to our final segment here on the Gary Smith Show where we've been talking with Sarah Santa Croce from Switzerland on uh, on personal branding. And we were talking about uh, a LinkedIn and, uh, and that LinkedIn is a, a tool, but I think that one of the things that people have to be very, very careful about, and we talked about this a little bit in the last segment, and that is that uh, some people think that you can go on LinkedIn, you can create your profile, you can put some stuff out there, uh, and automatically that that's going to mean success. That means that people are going to, to find you. And that's absolutely not true. Uh, we have to work uh, at everything that we do. And so getting on LinkedIn, uh, the, I think the two things that, uh, that I've done that help, have helped me to be successful on LinkedIn is one that we talked about was going out and actively searching for other people, searching for people who fit the, uh, the target market that I'm going after. And, you can, and that target market can be people I want to do business with. If you're in your career, it can also be uh, a target market of people you want or people or companies you want to work for or work with, uh, and then reaching out to them, not with, you know, here's my product, buy me, or here's my resume, hire me, but let's get to know each other. I'd like to get to know more about your business. I'd like to get know about, to know more about what you do and build that relationship because ultimately people do business with those they know, like, and trust. And so you have to go through that process before people are going to be willing to take a chance with you. Uh, the other thing that you can do that I found useful is joining LinkedIn groups. Uh, get out there and and answer questions on LinkedIn groups. Post questions of your own and begin through that process to be able to establish yourself uh, in the field that you work in and, and and establish yourself as someone who really knows what he or she is doing. Uh, and also post content on LinkedIn. If you have uh, the ability to write, uh, pick some favorite subjects of yours from the career that you uh, that you work in, and write about it and post them some things out there out there for other people to read. Because all of those things. Uh, Go forward to increase your credibility, increase your visibility, and will eventually lead maybe to people re- reaching out you to you uh, with questions that will lead to your ability to to build relationships. So, uh, and the other point that Sarah made, I think that was really important, is getting out there and and learning from people who have gone before you. Find people who in who are in your field or in the kind of business you're in who have been very, very successful. Look at their LinkedIn profiles. What are they doing that you're not doing? Build a relationship with them because a lot of times these people are more than happy to share their secret sauce with you and help you to become successful as well. So that's a great way to go. With that, let's jump into our third and final segment with Sarah, and then I'll be back with some comments as we wrap up. Okay, we're back with Sarah Santa Croce talking about building your personal brand. And uh, in this last segment, we were talking about the whole concept of, you know, of of really identifying your target market and looking at, you know, what's your end game? Why are you here? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, being willing to invest in building relationships with people and and really focusing on communicating the right message of what differentiates you as an individual, so that people will see you as that kind of unique person 
person. And and another thing, Sarah, that I I think you hit on that was just really really great is the is the whole concept of putting your values out there and you know and who you are as a person. You know, sharing that. And a lot of times you can do that through blog posts and things like that, or sharing your opinion, sharing your approaches on things, so that um, so that people have the ability to kind of sort of get into your head and figure out what it is that makes you tick uh, and and as they see that then some of those things and the values and the ideals that you share and the approach that you take will begin to resonate with them because uh, there's an old saying that people do business with people they know like and trust and so you begin developing that uh, you know that knowing uh, about who you are and that leads to them liking you if it, if what you are doing and your approach to things sort of resonates with them and then that begins to get you down the road toward building a relationship and building that trust that will then bring them to the point of being able to make a commitment to doing business with you so it really is a process and I think that's one of the things that maybe we can touch on just briefly is that it's really um, there are very, very few people who go out uh, in the online world or in the real world and become overnight successes. This is not, uh, you know, this is not a get rich quick, uh, you know, or achieve amazing success quickly. It is a process and it does build. It's a geometric progression that the more consistently you do it, uh, the more positive results you're going to see. But there's a lot of upfront work and effort that needs to go into it if you're going to see a lot of success. Yeah, exactly. Especially, you know, in this online world now, because, because there's so much content out there, there's so many people, you know, blogging and publishing. And, and oftentimes I get clients and tell me, well, why would I even bother? Everything has already been said, you know, I'm, I'm just one of a million. But like you said, it takes time to get people to trust you. It's time to, it takes time to get people to, to like what you're sharing. And yes, of course, everything can be found online. You know, whatever I teach, people can go online and probably find it for free. But there is people who will want to work with you because you are you and because you have knowledge and you're willing to share that knowledge. So I definitely think it's worth the investment. But you, um, you know, in terms of the content, yes, you need to kind of um, change your uh, change that mindset of you know, oh, I, mean, I can't share all this information because then people, you know, are never going to pay me. Today, you need really need to share and give before you get. That's how you build trust nowadays. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. You know, that you have to be willing. You have to go into the marketplace with uh, almost with the attitude that. Um, your goal is to add value to the lives of the people who are out there and that ultimately if you're doing the right thing you know, and not worrying about the you know the work and the and the compensated end of things ultimately it will it will come back to you um, and and you're right and I think there's a lot of people who struggle with that because they feel gee if I give away the secret sauce you know that you know that everybody's going to take that and run and they're not going to want to do business with me and that i think is the completely wrong attitude uh, that that people have you know you have to be you have to be in the marketplace because you love working with people uh, and, and you're willing to help them 
and and even to a point i mean it's uh you know it not so much with you and uh and me sarah but i i have other guests on my radio program who are in direct competition with me they're coaches just like i am and i've had some of my listeners you know call in or talk to me and say well, gee it doesn't make any sense to me you know you had so and so on your program and she's a direct competitor of yours and i said yeah but you need to understand we don't look at it that way we don't look like look at each other like we're competitors we're collaborators and we're trying to add value to the listening audience here and there are actually times when i will sit with a potential client and that client will say can you help me do this and I will say, yeah, I can, I can do that. But you know what? Sarah's a lot better at that than I am. And my, my goal is I want you to get the best possible solution to your problem for the least amount of cost. And while I can do it, you're not going to get the best results, and you're probably going to wind up spending more money with me than you would with somebody like Sarah. So if it's okay with you, I'll put my stamp of approval on Sarah. I will make that introduction you know, and get you guys hooked up because she will add the value that you really need. And a lot of people will say, well, that's stupid. If you can do it, why would you not want to do it? And it's because my reputation and my integrity is much more important. And ultimately, those kinds of approaches to things come back to me in spades. I don't know, I don't know when or how, and I really am not concerned about it. But ultimately, that person will remember, Gary did what was right for me. You know, he, exactly. he, you know, he wasn't concerned about making the buck. He was concerned about doing what's right. Um, and that, you know, that leads into another another thing, and that is the whole concept of authenticity. Uh, I think that there are a lot of people, you know, both in the real world and in the online world who are kind of out there pretending to be something that they're not. Uh, and I've always tried to tell people, you know, in everything that you do, you know, be who you are, be authentic, uh, because, you know, be, be yourself because everyone else is taken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I actually think that that word, you know, authenticity is, is kind of become a buzzword and, and maybe it's been used a bit too many times. And so people don't want to, you know, actually um, use it anymore. But I think it's it really describes just being yourself. So that's what you should be concerned about. Just, you know, do that work. Uh, that upfront where you have to reflect on who you are, what your values are, what your passions are, because that's what pe people make, you know, that's what makes people decide whether they want to work with you or someone else, you know, because the competition out there is, um, you know, it's an open competition. And so if somebody doesn't like uh, your personality, well, you're probably better off because you wouldn't want to work with that person anyway. So you know, be yourself. They're you know, voicing your opinion and, and, and really being true to yourself as well. Yeah, I think there's a there's a couple of really great examples that we can talk about there. You know, one is uh, I'm in the process of reading a book now by a gentleman named Michael Port, and it's called Book Yourself Solid. And one of the steps that he has in his process is one of looking at and identifying not, not just your target audience, like the companies that you want to do business with, but looking deeper at the personalities that you want to work with. You know, what are the personality characteristics of people that you can work with most dynamically and deliver the best results for? And then steering yourself, even though it may mean walking away from business, steering yourself away from people uh, who have too much of a departure 
from those characteristics, realizing that, you know, things like, A, I'm not going to add as much value because I'm going to feel like this person is dragging me down instead of, you know, instead of allowing me to help them move forward. Uh, you know, looking at those things and realizing that ultimately, uh, not only are you not going to render the right kind of service, uh, but, you know, there's potential conflicts and bad stuff that can come out of those kinds of relationships. Exactly. Yeah, you have to work with the people who you you know love working with because only like that you can really give your best. Yeah, and there's uh, there's another example from uh, from the book I was telling you about earlier from Bob Berg, um, where uh, he talks about one of the uh, one of the laws in his book is the law of authenticity, and the example he gave was a woman who was a, a real estate agent, and she had started in the real estate business, and she learned every approach and every close that there was that could possibly be done, and after a year of being in real estate, she had not sold one piece of property. And finally, uh, she was ready to quit. She was ready to give up and, and go on and look for something else. And she had one more appointment that she had that she couldn't get out of. And she said, I took the woman out and uh, you know just went and showed her the house. And she said, I, I violated every law of real estate. She said, I don't even think that I told her what the list price on the house was. And she bought the house. And she said it was then that I sat back and she said, because up to that point, I've been asking myself, well, what is it that I bring to uh, this marketplace? And she said, I, I was coming up empty. You know, my thought process was that I bring absolutely nothing. And she said, I finally realized, you know what I bring? I bring myself. Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. so, you know, if we look at it from the standpoint that, you know, that, hey, we bring we bring ourselves, you know, uh, and and part of that is the strengths that we have in what we do. And part of it is some of the weaknesses that we have. And it's OK to be transparent uh, because I think people identify with people who, uh, you know, who are not perfect. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're not perfect right here. <laughs> no, no. I mean, Far it's, you know, I, I, uh, you know, and it's interesting because sometimes I have one gentleman that I was coaching and, you know, he was saying, you know, gee, I wish I could live the life that, you know, that you live. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, everything, you know, everything seems to be just so perfect in your life. And I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so you have no idea where I came from, you know, and what I have gone through. Uh, yeah. you know, in my life. And as I started to share some of that stuff with him, it's like, wow, there really is hope for me. And it's like, absolutely. You yeah. know, uh, you know, because we all have things that we struggle with. We all have challenges in life. And, and I think a lot of times that in our, in our desire to help people, we don't realize that that, that level of transparency of being willing to say, you know what, I've, I've been where you are. I've gone through the things that you've gone through. Here's what I've suffered through. Here's what I did about it um, can be very, very valuable, not only in building the relationship and trust, but in giving people hope. Yeah, definitely. So. Mm -hmm. With that, we're at the end of our time together. Uh, Sarah, I, I love uh, having uh, conversations with you, and I want to do it again uh, at some point in the in the future here. But if you would, as we wrap up, just take a couple of minutes and tell everybody uh, who you are, what they do, what you do, and how they can connect with you. I will, but I want to just make one last statement, and, and you kind of touched on, on it, but I want to um, you know, emphasize this, is that you cannot build your personal brand by yourself. It's don't think that you're just going to, you know, do this by yourself. You need other people. You need to connect with 
people, you need to uh, connect with influencers and, 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 you know, have that collaborative um, spirit and, and, and in the future, when you do have a business, like Gary said, you need to, you know, work with your um, competition and, and, and make this a, a thing uh, that you're in it together. And so per just because there's a word personal in there doesn't mean that it's just you. <laughs> that was my, uh, uh, you know, uh, end of the, you know, my wise words at the end here. Um, okay, I will tell you how to uh, connect with me. You can, of course, connect with me on LinkedIn, Sarah Senecroce. Please um, make it a personalized invitation and tell me that you've listened to this interview with Gary. And I would love to uh, accept your invitation, of course. You can also find me on my website, which is simplicitysmallbiz.com. And uh, I'm on Facebook too, but mostly LinkedIn and, and my website would be good places to get in touch with me. Super. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for taking time from your schedule. Uh, I really, as you know, I enjoy uh, I enjoy working with you. I love talking with you. Uh, let's do it again uh, in the very near future. God bless we and uh, thanks very much. Thank you, Gary. Okay, great visit with uh, Sarah Santa Croce. I hope uh, hope everybody who is listening, uh, you know, really uh, had your notepads out and uh, got some some good notes there. Uh, just as a, a reminder, you know, if you didn't get a chance to uh, to listen to today's show, or if you only caught part of it. Uh, we do have podcasts available. Uh, you can go to my website at optex.com, click on the radio button, and you'll find uh, you'll find the uh, the podcast archive there. Uh, it's also available on SoundCloud uh, and uh, and on iTunes if you just uh, search for the Gary Smith Show. Uh, but uh, Sarah's really, really, very, very much on target. Great lady to work with. I know when we first met, uh, she went through, took a look at my LinkedIn profile, and made a bunch of very simple. Uh, suggestions for things that we could do, but realize that building your personal brand takes time. It takes effort. It's uh, as we talked about. It's not an uh, an overnight type of thing, but it's definitely worth it because the more you get out there and the more you spread your wings and let people know who you are and what you do, the more it's going to come back to you. It's but it's just like uh, making an investment. Uh, if you invest, a, you know, a thousand dollars in an investment today, you know, you're not going to have a million dollars tomorrow, but you might twenty five years from now. Uh, so those are the things that become very, very important for us to to keep in mind. With that, we're going to close another edition of The Gary Smith Show. Thanks for so much for being with us today. We hope you'll come back next Saturday at 11 a.m. And we'll be back here in studio. Thanks to Zach Hutchinson, my producer, for being along for the ride today and for taking care of the, uh, the board here in the studio. With that, we'll say goodbye. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. God bless you. Live your life on purpose. And we'll see you next week.
Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.